breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. I shouldn't be hoping it's Friday already, should I? No, you shouldn't be. Oh, okay. And you shouldn't walk in at 6 and go, are we done? <laughs> no, we're not done yet. We're not we done yet. 1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. But we survived Friday because you and I were both on oh fumes gosh. Friday. It was like, ugh, and, and all I could do. Saturday, we worked in the yard. Now, I say we. Because I mowed, did mm-hmm. all the trimming in the backyard. We uh, kind of got a... Kind of gotten away, yeah, from us. Uh oh, with with the weeding and the trimming and kind. Mm-hmm. I keep it mowed, right? But like in the very back on our fence, it it's. I love the tropical feel. Okay, that we have in the back, lots of trees, mm-hmm. uh, tropical kind of plants. Oh, nice. But some of the you know those trash trees that come up, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, they're just they're 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 worthless. They don't last five or six years, right? And then they're so. I ended up trimming a lot, cutting a lot of those down. Okay. Cleaned up along the back. Um, did a lot of the trim work around. And, and but Dina, I mean, she's and and by by lunchtime, one o'clock, I was done. Yeah. It was hot. Toast. Right. And she was still out there weeding those beds and cleaning out, and a lot of stuff needed to better? be done. She's Aaron, a nurse. Honestly, the heat does not affect her. Like it does normal people. Wow. She loves it. That's nuts. And so, yeah. I hope you go out there and check on her every now and then. Bring her some water or lemonade or something. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> we, she. <laughs> I can feel the so love we, tonight. <laughs> we, I, I remember one time she does stuff for Samaritan's Purse. And mm-hmm. She travels. Yes. For Samaritan's Purse periodically. And she was talking with uh, one of the coordinators and they said well we have a position in the middle east and she goes okay and he goes no it's it's really hot there and she goes that's okay wow and he says no 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 it's really hot and she goes that's really okay oh my gosh <laughs> the heat does not bother her like it uh, does that's a good, it was normal a good, people good time to do your cleaning of your yard though because you're going to put it out on the curb all the screws are coming yeah. So you'll have you'll have, it's a good time. It won't sit there for months and months. And we did like a lot of a lot of cutting. I I did pull the chainsaw out and do cutting along the hedgerow. <laughs> Love my chainsaw, yeah. Aaron. I finally got a chainsaw. I can. Oh man! And, it just, and I can let go and it'll idle. Oh, it doesn't gosh. die. Nice. I've never messed with a chainsaw. Ever, well, ever, this ever. Is, this is my favorite one I've ever had. Okay. That's very cool. Um, Tell the story about the Humane Society because I'm very excited about that. So they, they posted last week that they were in desperate need of wet dog food and the, posted a picture that was, you know, empty shelves. Mm-hmm. So I, I wrote on Keel, Keel News, posted a story. Help them out. The, about the, yeah, the Humane Society needs help and then you and I talked about it. Mm-hmm. Well, Dina worked that Friday. Last Friday, she was working and, and wasn't listening to us in the morning. No. And she said those, she looked at some of the workers and they were like, 
what's going on? All this food. <laughs> People are dropping that's off all this food. Good. I'm so, so excited. Yes. So thank, thank you. Yes, that's what I was going to say. If you helped you. out, you know, keep it coming. Remember them each month, you know, in your groceries. Just yeah, because that's going to disappear. Case. They've yeah. got dogs with constant need. It's not like, okay, now they're it's right. It's, right. It's a, it's a constant need. We all have those charities we love to give to, but you, you never think, you never think, Oh, let me venture out and every now and then help another one. Well, this yeah. is another one that can always use our help. That, that does wonderful work. Oh, wonderful! It's so work. well run. Mm-hmm. Can't say that about all the shelters. Yeah, boy. Can't say that about all the shelters. <laughs> boy, do we get emails the about them? Shelters. Oh, that's a problem. That's won't, a problem. Won't go into detail, city. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, so you went and saw Oppen Oppenheimer. I did. I went to see Oppenheimer, and I um, was it worth the three hours? Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't tell me how it ends. <laughs> um, I haven't seen. It. I bet people are like, "How's it end? <laughs> what? Are you really going to ask me how Oppenheimer That's like ends? The Titanic? I haven't yeah. seen it. Don't tell me how it ends. Really? But Oppenheimer, it's more than just what you think. Okay, it's way more than what you think. There's more to the story. Of Oppenheimer and how his brother was a communist, um, and he was tied up in that for a while. Was he really doing this to help us or the Russians? What was he doing it for? I mean, a lot of investigation into this man. You, okay, you say that this brings up Squirrel. We were watching uh, 100 Years of Warner Brothers, a documentary mm-hmm. on hbo or, or max or whatever it's called now it's like a four-part series okay and the warner brothers there were four of them jack warner sam there were four warner brothers mm-hmm. and back in the in the 20s and you know when they started the company it was it's a very incredible story but in the 30s it was very interesting they were talking about hitler and the rise of of Hitler, mm-hmm. Aaron, I did not realize you because you, you, you were just talking about communists. The Nazi Party had workers in Hollywood that would funnel scripts back to Goebbels, who had final say, and the Warners would not do that. They would not capitulate because the studios didn't want to lose that German market. Wow. And during that, now this is before the war broke out. There was a sold out event at Madison Square Garden with American Nazis. Goodness, who knew? American Nazis sold out Madison Square Garden. Wow. It was eye-opening. Yeah. It was very disturbing. i have to watch that. That's interesting. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But but the Warners stood up against against the, the Third Reich. Mm, good to and, know. And they would not capitulate. Uh, Jack Warner said when they were said, you know, hey, you, you, you can't do that. And they actually made a movie, A Day in the Life of a Nazi Spy. Oh. I don't know if that's the exact name of it. Okay. Very controversial at the time. Interesting. And, interesting. Uh, yeah. It's very interesting. I but it. I thought, okay, so this uh, this subversion is not new that mm-hmm. we're dealing with. Right, right. And we survived. Yeah. So, there, you know. Mayor Tom Arsenault going to join us coming up after the 7 o'clock news, talking about all kinds of things. Is that- yes, we're going to talk about crime fighting. We're going to talk about uh, is recycling coming back to the city? Lots of other stuff. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM.
more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarthy on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Okay, so you went and saw Oppenheimer, but you didn't do the Barbenheimer no, or I didn't do Oppen the, Barbie or whatever it's called. I didn't do the double feature. No, I couldn't. The Oppenheimer's three hours. Barbie's two. So, you know, give an hour between them probably. No, I wasn't going to go for the six hour plus the waiting for the popcorn and all that stuff. No, 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 no. Oppenheimer's a Oppenheimer is a very engaging movie that you, you need to pay attention to or you'll miss parts of it. Um packed house at Oppenheimer. Wow, all the bar really? Oh, yeah, all the Barbie showings were packed. I mean, our movie theaters here were packed this weekend. People were out. I had to That's park. That's interesting to me. Normally, I park, you know, front row or second row to go to the movies. I had to park six rows deep this time to get a parking spot. It was that crowded. And this was an early afternoon showing. So, um, it wasn't a seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night showing. So really it packed was, in the early afternoon. Four o'clock show was packed. Yes. Friday afternoon. I was surprised. And I, and I got, you know, I, I like to sit close to the front. I have friends who like to be in the back. I like to be in the front. So I got where I wanted and I was happy, but it was, um, it was really crowded. Lots and lots of girl parties in Barbie get up. And, and I, I've seen a lot of, um, Social media posts that people disappointed that Barbie was is is not for little girls. See that that's what I'm afraid of that they're mm -hmm. that the Hollywood is going to use this as propaganda to promote. <sighs> now look, I'm all for empowering women. Mm -hmm. You know, I love. I'm, I married a woman. My mom's a woman. I love women. <laughs> you have daughter. I have a daughter. Mm -hmm. I'm all in. in my my daughter is a a, a strong woman. Mm -hmm. If that's the message, great. I haven't right. seen the movie, so I'm not gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment right now. But I've heard some things, so I don't want to. Yeah, uh, you know, and I may go see it just because I want to judge for myself. But but you remember, it's a PG thirteen movie, and here's where I have is I take issue with it. If it's a PG thirteen movie, then don't market it to eight year olds. Which is what they're doing. Right. And I mean, exactly. they are, that's, they, that's, yes. I have not seen marketing for a movie as big as this, this is unbelievable. in years. I mean, social media marketing, oh. they've tied it, uh, Burger King, you know, I mean, they've there's, tied it with everything. There's pink sauce on your burgers you can get. There's pink stuff everywhere. There's Barbie parties everywhere. And that's fine and dandy. But I have seen some parents who left the theater with their young children and said it was too much. A lot of uh, 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 like, sexual innuendos, okay. a lot of double entendre things that maybe a young child wouldn't get, but things that you could have left out of the movie. I mean, you could have left it out, and it. You but know, they're trying to make it not too cheesy. You know, they're trying to make it where you and I would, would go to it and go, that was kind of interesting. That's kind of cool. They kind of did a good thing with it. Okay. Rather than making it all cheesy about Barbie and Ken. You know, if you watch Bugs Bunny cartoons mm -hmm. as an adult, 
Oh, yeah. You go, oh, my gosh. How'd they get away with that? Yes. Right, exactly. Kids kids had no clue, especially Mm -hmm. back in the 60s, you know. Yes, yes. had no clue. I I just... They're much more aware mm -hmm. these days. A little bit of language in the movie, they say, and, um, you know... I think it's a parent's choice. I know when my kids were below 13, they watched PG-13 movies. Spider-Man and those kinds of things were probably PG-13. I let them watch it. I didn't have a big issue with it. You know, you just need to know before you go with your kid that you're going to see some things that might be a little bit risque. To this day, I've not seen an Austin Powers movie. Really? And I I like Mike Myers' earlier stuff. Um, But we... (laughs) We uh, at our previous church, I did a lot of work with the youth group, mm-hmm. and and we would have them over to the house. You know, twenty thirty kids at our house, like New Year's Eve, we'd do that. Give them something else to do, sure. you know, and, sure. and things like that. And one of the one of the kids brought one of the Austin Powers movie. I think it may have been the second one. Okay. And I don't know if you've seen it. Ruben can probably attest. The opening segment was him coming down an elevator. I think he was naked. Oh yeah, the second yeah, the whole the whole time he's like running through the lobby nude. Yeah, and there but there was creative, I'll say, creative ways that they yes. were hiding his oh, nudity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I was just like, okay, yeah. I mean, I've got these. I've got thirty kids in my living room. And then it starts like this, and I'm like, wait, oh, wait, wait. Maybe, maybe, and then when he's standing in front of bananas, and the oh, banana yeah, was turned yeah. up, and I went, okay, nope, nope, <laughs> we're, no, we're done, we're done, no, we're not doing this. Nope. <laughs> New movie, so PG-13 does, you know. Yeah. Now it's probably considered harmless, and I'm a, I'm an old prude, but right. But you don't want other parents going. You let my kid watch what? At a church? If that's okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you want to let them, that's fine. I'm not oh, judging. I get you. I get you. Mm. <laughs> so I haven't seen... So you go see Barbie. I'll go see Barbie. And, and judge it for us. I'll let you know. Let yeah. me know. Can't wait for this. Mayor Tom Arsenault coming up after the 7 o'clock news. Mike and McCarty. 101. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Okay, so today, uh, Fletch came in my studio to, we were doing, uh, sports mm-hmm. this morning, and he said, uh, you know, we of course, everybody, oh, it's Monday, it's Monday. Yeah. He goes, yeah, we still have one more Monday left in the month. Do we? And I, that was my reaction. Oh, Do we? Wow. Really? There's one more, the 30, the 30, uh, okay. 30, uh, 31th. 31th. A week from today, so it's the last day of the yeah. month, but there is one more Monday. But Aaron, school starts in like two weeks. I know. It's crazy. Isn't it? Is it, is it the 8th? Is that in my head? I think it might be the 8th. I don't have it in front of me, but it's, yeah. And I have, I don't, I don't even want to talk about this because I have several teacher friends. And do you know in the month of July, it's an unwritten rule that you can't talk about school with teacher friends? <laughs> They're like, nope, don't want to, be. don't want, to, don't bring up the word school, right? Don't want to be around children. I want a child-free July. I'm not talking about school or kids or anything like, like that. And I'm like, okay, okay. so I, if I talk about it, I get in trouble. I was the weird kid. I liked back to school. 
Did you? I yes. Ever I I love it, it's like <laughs> kind of like theater to me. You know, I love theater. I love the rehearsal process. I mm-hmm. love I love learning my lines, the studying the character. Uh, back to school was I loved the clothes. You got new clothes. Oh you, yeah. You got to see your friends again. New uniforms for me. Yeah. Sorry about that. Right. I, uh, but, I got but new you know, Kansas t-shirts and. <laughs> you know, we will <laughs> see. We will see uh, in the next couple of weeks. We will see all the back to school pictures. You know. Third grade pictures, first grade pictures, you know, everything. We didn't do that when no, we were little. No, no. And we they, didn't graduate from fifth grade either. Or kindergarten. You no. You don't graduate from second. Uh, just I don't even it. remember my parents taking me to school. I don't either. Ever. I can remember I was a going to the bus stop. Bike ride. I, didn't, I lived within six, eight blocks of my school, so I walked or rode the bike. I don't ever remember. The only time I remember being picked up from school was by my oldest brother, who's 10 years older than me, when there was a tornado. Mama and Daddy God, he, were out of town. He'd be like your dad. He, I mean, he was. Yeah. And, and boy, was he a not a great dad. But <laughs> well, yeah, because it was your brother. <laughs> you would smell smells in his car that you'd never smelled before, you know, those kind of things. And um, But he came to pick me and my little brother up from school. After a tornado hit the school, it literally hit the school and the church, my brother, my little brother was in the church that part of the roof came up. And of course, my mama is in Homa on for a work assignment at the time for the week. And mom gets these reports that uh, St. Thomas Moore Church has been hit by the tornado. And of course, she knows that's where we are. She freaks out. So she calls everybody to find my brother, like go up there and get him. So he comes up there to get us, and we were okay. Everybody was fine. But he he took us – This how silly is this? I know we're running up against the clock. He took us to Baskin-Robbins to get ice cream after school that day. And when we got to Baskin-Robbins – My brother, yeah. That sounds like a pretty good that brother. That was nice. It was nice of him. Well, the problem was Baskin-Robbins was destroyed by the tornado. Oh, wow. So we didn't get our ice cream. I never forget that. I'm like, we didn't get our ice cream. <laughs> the store is demolished. Is the, what do you want me yeah. to do? I tried. So, you know, it was one of the, it was a bad storm. It really was. But I'll never forget. That was the only time I remember being picked up by anybody from the house. Isn't that weird? It is weird. Yeah. Never got picked up. Not we, that I know of. We were definitely latchkey kids. My, oh, my yeah. single mom, you know, mm-hmm. worked at the bank, Bozier Bank and Trust. Right. And we got off the school, you know, got off the bus and made our own bologna sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It was like that for me, too. All, you know, I had older brothers that would watch out for us. That's for sure. But, you know, I was the older brother. Oh, how scary is that? That is very scary. <laughs> Tom Marchino joining us. Uh, Mayor of Shreveport after the top of the Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. I did want to ask you, do you do Twitter much? A little bit, not much. I signed up years ago because a friend of mine, we kept texting about the start of the LSU game one year. Mm-hmm. And he was going, okay, rain, you know, lightning, another another 20 minutes. I'm like, how are you kidding this? Because I was on, you know, yeah. 
goes, well, they're they're tweeting it out, uh, mm. updates all the time. So I signed up for Twitter so I could get the LSU, LSU game updates. updates. Yeah. And that's about the last time that I used it. Right. They're taking, they're getting rid of the little bird. That's what uh, Elon Musk is changing. He's going to mm-hmm. rebrand it. Right now it's going to an X. Yeah. Um, from that, from that little blue bird. So I don't know what they're going to do from there. I, I, I watch it every now and then if I'm looking for something, but, um, I don't tweet that very often. I probably should. My problem is I can't keep up with all of it. I you know. know. There's too it, much. It, it gets, yes, it's mm-hmm. a little overwhelming. It really, I, I it like really is. I started following Drew Brees and this is how long ago this was. Yeah. And, and Saints Info and things like that. And now it would be F1, but I just haven't signed in in so long. There's too, too much. There is too, too much. Um, I want to mention tomorrow, of course, is the uh, Public Safety Committee meeting, one o'clock, Government Plaza. And then following that, there's another uh, prayer rally, I believe, 2 o'clock at Government Plaza. Uh, Council Chairman James Green is hosting that. You know, I've, I've, I've monitored some Facebook messages, some text messages I've gotten, and some tweets, actually, um, about the Now Peace movement. And the blue ribbons are going up around the city. And people have been very critical about, oh, we're going to spend money on signs and blue ribbons and what's that going to help? You know, is that going to, you know, I just say to that, what's your idea? Well, let me ask you this. Were all council members invited to this? Um, I believe the answer is no. Mm-hmm. I believe they got the news release about it. I don't believe they were, they were said, hey, could y'all be here? I don't know that for a fact. Council members can text me and let me know. I believe they got sent the text, the, the message about the event that happened last week. Now, tomorrow, yes, they're all invited to the public safety committee meeting. Well, yeah. And uh, I don't know that they've all been invited to the prayer event. But, I mean, they need to come together and they need to make sure that information like that goes out to all council members and they all know about it. They have a council clerk now that needs to be sure that information. I haven't gotten anything from this new council clerk person that makes 60, 70 grand. I don't know what he's doing, but um, that kind of info needs to be circulated widely. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. So I came across a story apparently... There are names that are illegal, baby names, in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Adolf you Hitler's yeah, out. You can't na- <laughs> That's illegal. <laughs> I can see Boyd Crowder. No, no, Dewey Crow. Yeah. Unjustified. Characters unjustified. Mm-hmm. I got a funny look from Ruben. <laughs> they you- were white supremacist characters. Oh, God. You know, they had the... Nazi right. tattoos on them, and, right? And, and, and I could see them calling their, you know, Hitler. You can't use the at symbol in your kid's name. You know that the at symbol. You can't name your baby Jesus Christ okay. in Texas. It's illegal. I don't have a um, problem with that. Messiah. So why illegal? do Hispanics uh, Jesus? Why is that know. okay? 
because uh, you don't use both words at the same time. I, I guess. guess. I guess hey, as, long as, Cristo? as long as you don't follow it up with Christ, I, I guess, guess, I guess it's you're okay. All right. I don't. I don't know. Uh, Messiah's out. Um, any name that's a hundred letters or more is out. So if you want to name them Johnson, <laughs> you can't do that. No. Hundred letters. Yeah, ten sixty nine is illegal. The name ten sixty nine. It has something to do with astrological meaning. I, you know, I don't know. Oh, does it? I, I don't know about that. Maybe somebody will let us know what that means. Majesty, king, illegal. Queen is illegal in Texas. Oh, really? You cannot be named queen. Who knew that? This is another weird one. You now, can't, what's going to happen? What I mean, what what are they going to do? Do they reject the birth certificate? I, nobody knows at the hospital that you can't be queen. Right. You know, that's silly. You're forcing me to name my child queen. No names. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No names with numbers in Texas. So you can't be Mike Martindale the third. You have to be the three, the Roman numeral thingy, I guess. Well, that's a number. And then it says Roman numerals as a name. So I don't know. How do you name... You can name Junior, but not the third or fourth. I have, you know, my common name restrictions include derogatory terms. Huh. I grew up; my name was dumbass. <laughs> I don't know. Your name cannot I guess that have was illegal. Your name cannot have a what is this word? Umla, umlaut. That was mostly umlaut. from coaches, though. No umlaut. <laughs> no umlauts. Umlaut. No yeah. umlaut. What's an umlaut? It's the two dots, two like dots. above an O or a U, and if you see German writing, okay, yeah, or, or Swedish, isn't so that maybe Swedish? Like, yeah. yeah. And you can't be called Santa Claus. No what? Santa Claus what? in Texas. <laughs> no, it, do we have rules like that they, in Louisiana? Do we have some? I. Well, in, in in Louisiana, it, it's no derogatory. I mean, no obscenity. Okay. You can't name it. <laughs> Butthead. <laughs> I don't know that that's obscenity. <laughs> I don't think we can say obscenity on the air. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> some examples of illegal names in the U.S. Nutella. What? Really? <laughs> some there's some place you can't name your child Nutella. Are you serious? Could you name your kid Nike? Would they sue you over that? You know, mm -hmm. I wonder. Good if you, don't know. Uh, who, you, you might pronounce it differently. Nikkei. This is Nikkei. <laughs> my child Nikkei. In Michigan, know. only English characters are allowed. Okay. So I guess you couldn't name any Russian characters in there. Like a back, I don't know, backwards. K. It seems like their entire alphabet's backwards. Yeah. That's bizarre. Very strange. <laughs> mm. So interesting. Silly laws. 1017 FM 710 Keel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. On the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us. Uh, Mayor, good morning. Happy Monday. Good morning. You. Thanks for taking yeah, time to talk Monday. with us. We know uh, over the weekend they had the uh, the big unit out front, the crime unit uh, downtown. Uh, and Were there uh, additional police officers downtown more than usual? I believe that there were. I haven't gotten a full report yet. But they are beefing up patrols downtown. That's one of the efforts you're trying to, the chief and you guys have decided, hey, let's let's enforce the laws that are on the books. Let's show a presence. 
Well, I think it's important to show a presence. We're, there are a couple of things that we're doing. Uh, one, we're trying to encourage the uh, club owners and participants to uh, cooperate a little bit better than they have been um, and because it's in everybody's best interest to resolve some of the activities that are going on going on down there. Uh, the city attorney's office is working on revitalizing the noise ordinance so that it is more reasonable and easier to enforce so that, that uh, there's just a lot of technical things that when we looked into it made it difficult made it difficult to enforce under the circumstances that we were finding. So uh, we continue to look for ways to uh, to look at how we might clean that situation up without adversely impacting uh, the operation of the clubs that are down there. Do you want clubs, as the mayor of the city, do you want clubs that are going to be able to have a an outdoor area where they can play music um, downtown? And But should that should the sound of that, how loud it is, be monitored and be acceptable to others around them? Well, I think all of them need to need to remember that there are other facilities that are nearby that that uh, I guess the best way to describe it is when my right to swing my hand ends at your nose. Right. <laughs> and, well, right. And there's uh, hotels downtown. There are residences downtown. That are yes, affected although, even at two know, in the morning. We haven't had. Um, I'm not aware of a lot of complaints by our residences, and I'm a little surprised that I haven't. But I haven't gotten a lot of complaints from uh, from residents. It's mostly uh, parking lot activity, uh, and and some of that does not have to do with the uh, with the nightclubs. So. Uh, it's much more complicated than, you know, it's his club or her club or their club or whatever it is. It is much more complicated, and we're trying to address the situation holistically. I know that places like uh, Austin, Austin has a good neighbor program, for example, where, you know, everybody is supposed to um, is supposed to respect the ability of their competitors to engage in their business. Um, and so there are a number of things that we're looking at. The city attorney's office should be pretty close to a revision of that noise ordinance that will help. One other thing, you guys are also uh, giving out free cameras um, to residents. This is just not a downtown thing. This is a citywide thing, Operation Safe Neighborhoods, and the, the application process, does it wrap up uh, today or tomorrow, correct? I believe it does, and I think it's, 350 uh, ring doorbells, uh, and they have to they have to um, agree to be tied into the real time crime center. In other words, it's not just for your own personal protection; it's there so that we can examine it in the event that we're trying to find somebody. And the funding for that is um, coming from where? Uh, there's a hundred thousand dollars that was put aside. I can't remember where it came from. Okay. Are these designated specifically for uh, low income, high crime areas, or can anybody apply for one of the cameras? I believe anyone can apply for one of the cameras. Mayor, you have a public safety committee meeting tomorrow. The city council has called. 
Um, what are some things that you you and and or the chief will be presenting that could be some new ideas that we should try to focus on uh, crime fighting efforts and crime prevention? Well, the thing to remember is that that mostly the police are in the back end of the crime issue. In other words, they are responders. Um, they're they're not a whole lot they can do to prevent prevent crime other than the idea of being afraid of of, of uh, incarceration. And so uh, if if the cameras assist in identifying who the perpetrators are, then that's a good thing, and that might, might cause a perpetrator to think twice. But the business that most law enforcement is in is once there's a crime, we focus on capturing the people who committed the crime. We're doing a very good job of that. We generally know who the people are, and we're making arrests pretty quick after these events occur. But the the what causes the event and the, the distaste for each other and the, the territorial rights and all of those things, those come before uh, before the police. And occasionally we do get intelligence because we're out in the community Occasionally, we do get an intelligence that will let people, let our people know that we need to beef up in a particular place and be on the lookout for somebody. And from time to time, we do uh, prevent the loss of life. Talking with Mayor Tom Arsenault. Tom, I know in years past, in high traffic areas on the streets, sometimes, you know, departments would place a police car on the corner to deter speeding and it would you know a lot of people would just see a police car and hit the brakes uh could that same principle what are recruiting efforts being done for the city of shreveport because i mean the presence of an officer is going to that is a a a, it's a level of force the officer's presence um and it's going to it's going to deter crime how how are recruiting efforts being ramped up to try to get our 140 officer shortage uh, replenished. Uh, we have asked the chief to come to. He has, in fact, uh, shaken up his recruiting people and uh, put Chris Bordelon and some other folks in, involved who are passionate about the about the recruiting process. And we have asked them to come up with a substantial budget where they will be going out and finding people that, uh, without just a a tank of gas away, uh, and being able to follow where young people will be. Part, part of the issue is that there's an 18 to 21 year old gap. Our, our officers have to be 21. So you, you have to find the 18 to 21 year old groups and they're not in high schools. They're, they finished high school. So mm-hmm. it, but we know where they are and we're going to be going to find them. Talking with Mayor Tom Arsenault, can you hold on to, through the break? Sure. We'll be back after the break. Mike and McCarty, 101. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Talking with Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Mayor, the last administration, uh, there was a, a contract awarded for uh, recycling services for the city of Shreveport. And, and we know how that turned out. Where are we on recycling today? 
Well, today we have not located a recycler that would, in any efficient, affordable way, uh, commit uh, curbside recycling. So we're continuing to look at other avenues of recycling and have not rolled anything out yet because we haven't found anything that we thought would be appropriate for our citizens. And we're still not being charged that fee of 250 correct? Correct. And we won't be until you do have a deal until we have a deal that's right okay the curtis jackson uh 50 cent deal um to lease the millennium studios and i believe the old expo hall um have y'all reached an agreement on that we're still in the process of going through that is there a concern mayor that the strike in hollywood by the writers and now the actors etc might slow his roll down on that a little bit, that he might be, oh, wait, hang on, I'm not going to be doing productions anytime soon. A little concerned about that? I, I don't think that the uh, the actor's strike, uh, given the circumstances that we're talking about, that the, the um, writers and actors' strikes will have an adverse impact on the ultimate goal of uh, bringing in uh, television movie production capability to Shreveport. Have the repairs been made to Millennium? It was damaged. The flooring, I think, was damaged in the flooding. Has has that all been taken care of now? They're in process. Okay. How soon before you think you'll have the deal signed with uh, Mr. Jackson? I hate to put timelines on things, but I would hope to be that that would be soon. Mayor, along those same lines, a lot of excitement about the uh, the Rev Entertainment deal. I know we didn't talk about this before, but uh, are are we in the, the study phase of this? Is that where we are, and is that still moving forward, or or at least a possibility? Oh, it is still definitely moving forward. I have signed the contract with uh, uh, with Baker Tilly, uh, the consultant. And that will get underway uh, now. We'll start moving a little bit faster. And uh, Rev Entertainment is very definitely still interested in coming to Shreveport. So that that deal is very much alive, and we're evaluating the due diligence in light in light of the city's budget situation. Along those same lines, are we still in the legal tussle over tearing down Fairgrounds Field? Have we had any movement on that front? Uh, we haven't. Uh, at the moment, I think we cleared away some debris, uh, and we have not chosen to pull the trigger on terminating on, on, we terminated the contract, so we haven't pulled the trigger on reorganizing that contract and getting it done. Uh, but uh, I would imagine that that will happen. Uh, it, it just depends on how far into the rev deal we get. Mm-hmm. The two deals are not compatible, so, right. um, the, the, the further in the rev we get, the less we'll need any kind of fairgrounds field uh, deal. And, and all of our economic information indicates that we would be better off feasibility-wise. Uh, even if we didn't do the rev deal, we would be better off to uh, go to the ground up with a baseball stadium. Well, it's interesting you used the phrase clean up the debris because that was one of our questions. Uh, a lot of, a lot of debris still on the side of the streets and neighborhoods from the trees and the damage from the storm. And one of the things that I wasn't expecting 
uh, I've got a huge pile in front of my house. Was I can't mow. I can't mow around it. I've got high grass now uh, around the debris. What's the status on the debris pickup? Well, they started last week. They picked up uh, somewhere in the range of uh, 29,000 cubic yards of debris uh, in the week and began processing it. And I'm sure that there will be even more this week. And, now, I was told uh, somebody said that part of the problem was there was no place to take it, but that's not true, is it? No, no, no. We have a, we have a, a location out where the water sewer and public works were, are going to go, but, uh, but because we haven't started out there, we have long, uh, long access of uh, of concrete that we can use to do that. We got permitted to do that. that one, it is out on West 70th Street. Are you going to use any of the debris as possible for resale later, people that might need it as mulch? I mean, is that an option yet? It it may be an option for the contractor. The way the contractor is written, it belongs to the contractor. Okay. And are they going to make... I, I understand they're going to make a second pass through the city and then a third pass if needed. Um, what kind of timetable have you given them? They have uh, they have 42 days. So their 42 days started last Monday. And you believe they'll be able to get through the whole city in that time frame? They believe that, and because they believe that, we believe that. <laughs> so just uh, tell folks you need to be patient. We're working on it, and it'll get picked up. And then we can yeah, move under. Yeah, I know. I, there was a big pile around the corner of my house that got picked up. In fact, I got myself up and got a few branches out <laughs> so <laughs> that it would get caught on the second on the second round because I didn't get it out there fast enough. <laughs> and we don't need to call them. They're just they're coming through. But don't put out things like refrigerators and stuff like that. Right. This is only for vegetative debris, right? That's exactly right. That's that's the only thing that we are permitted for in this new site where they're bringing it is vegetated debris. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault, thank you and hope you have a great week, Mayor. My pleasure. Thank you so much for starting my week off so well. Thank you, sir. <laughs> 1017FM. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017FM and 710 Keel. I'm going to win tonight. Um, I mean, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night is all I'm saying. Um, uh, well, uh, Ruben and I are pulling for you. $820 million or something like that. And and a lump sum of... So about $500,000 you will take home? Hey, no. I'll take home... He just wants off the list, doesn't he? <laughs> just wants off the list. He's begging me not to give him any cash. I bought a few tickets on Friday, too, and didn't win nothing. Didn't win nothing. Yeah, not, me not either. Thing, Did anybody win? Obviously not. Not the uh, Mega Millions. No, yeah. No. Mega Millions a, is growing. There was a few people, I think it was like Florida and some California and some other places where they got a million. Yeah. But, yeah. So would you quit your job if you got a million dollars? One million? Probably not. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I probably would. I can earn. It's more than I'm making now. I could earn. I, you know, I'm pretty good at investing, and I can probably earn about 10% on that. 
So, but it's not going to be a million. Is the only thing you're only going right. to get. You know. Well, you probably get what four hundred thousand after yeah, it's all so said I'm and not done. Gonna, I'm not going to be able to. I live wouldn't on leave my yeah. job for four hundred thousand. No, I'm not going to do that. But I, but I am excited. Tomorrow night, Mega Millions jackpot eight hundred twenty million. Lump sum is four twenty two. Four twenty two. Okay. Yeah. I want you to think about you. something between now and when we come back. Speaking of four hundred twenty two mm-hmm. million. Yeah. What is the dumbest thing? <laughs> you ever bought that you wish you could take back oh okay yeah boys, facebook boys. page is up it's got we got a little thing on facebook let us know what is the dumbest thing you ever bought that you wish you had your money back i yeah boy something pops to mind immediately yeah me too i couldn't afford this and the lawyer so i'll just <laughs> tell you that mike and mccarty what a with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Sorry, I was just checking my bank statement <laughs> following up on a stupid purchase I made. You you have a recent one then? I've, I've got one that's kind of recent. I did. I bought something off of a Facebook. Well, I say I bought something. Oh. I paid for something on a Facebook ad. Mm-hmm. Really cool. I I love I love globes and maps. Okay. And they had this levitating globe. All right. That you put on your desktop, and it and it and it just it it's magnetic. I don't know how it works. I don't know. Apparently, it doesn't. A levitating globe that it's you put in a, on... It's in like a glass ball. It's okay. a glass ball. But if you roll it across the table, the globe doesn't... It, it stays... You know, uh, it was really cool. Okay. And, uh, and how much did you spend on this thing? Yeah. I didn't get it. <laughs> you didn't get it. It was under 50 bucks. Okay. But I did send a dispute to the bank, and they okay. gave me a temporary credit while they're researching Investigating it. it. Yeah, investigating it. I let one like that happen to me, and I never did investigate it, and I just ignored it, and I lost track. I ordered a uh, one of these guns <laughs> that shoots money. Okay, I gotta it's, see this. It, you, you you put your own dollar. It doesn't come with the money. Obviously, you put your own dollar bills in it or ten dollar bills or whatever. You take it to the strip club and you, you shoot take the it. Stripper you take and... it to the strip club. You could. I was going to take it to Bunko, and every time I won, I was going to shoot dollars at all my buddies. <laughs> I was going to take it to you know wine parties. <laughs> you know, I would take it in here. You know, if like I lost the Powerball, all right, I'll shoot some dollars at y'all because I didn't win, and it, it never came. My my uh, dollar gun never came. Where did you see it? Was it an ad on online? I actually saw it on a TV show. I, I saw a real estate guy who was a real rich real estate guy. And anytime he made a big sale, he'd come into the office and he'd shoot. His gun had $100 bills in it, though. Right. And he'd shoot into the offices of all his secretaries and stuff, $100 bills. And I thought, well, well that's I'm- pretty cool. They make such a thing. Let me find it. And I found it. And uh, still don't have it. So I'm still waiting for my dollar bill gun. But How the long best, ago was that? This has been two years or more. Yeah. Okay. I, I have to tell you, you know, you know um, I've been married like almost 40 years. Mm-hmm. A long time ago, I went and I, 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 I thought this was a good idea. I was very excited. I bought a 71 Cutlass convertible. 
Okay. That had been redone. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I and I had the it, I put the top down, and I pulled up behind Willis Knighton. Dina was getting off work like oh, at seven o'clock, and it was nice. dark. And I was going to pick her up and take her, you know, yeah. in my new car. Your Cutlass, yeah. <sighs> Don't ever buy a car without discussing it with your spouse. Oh, she was ticked. Oh my gosh, was she really? <laughs> Got you I mean, in trouble. We weren't making a lot of money in those days, oh. and she just gets off a twelve-hour shift, and I just bought a car. <gasps> oh, you're right. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, bad idea. And I was such an idiot. I was mm-hmm. so excited. I thought she'd be excited too. Yeah. Yeah. One person sent us a note said and that we had two little small children. Oh you know. gosh. Oh, I'd have killed you. <laughs> oh, I'd have killed you. One person sent us a message saying they they regret the $10 they spent on a new system that would help you become a millionaire by age 40. They got a PDF document that showed them how to build a website. I want their $10 back. Well, and that can't be very legit either. How to build a website with yeah. a PDF document. Right, exactly. <laughs> Oh, there are many of those. I could go through a bunch of mine that I've I have done that I'm like, oh, can I just please have my money back? Oh, please. I don't even want to. I don't even want to say it out loud because it's embarrassing. Some of them are are embarrassing, but yeah. You ever made a purchase you wish you could take back? Please give <laughs> me it, my money back. Yeah, let us know on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Micah McCarty, one hundred one seven. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. I'll tell you one thing I do miss. What's that? Go Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> go Tigers. <laughs> well, they get on there and scoot around back in the garden. Go Tigers. He's been picking up chicks on the beach. <laughs> you see that? I thought he was married. No. No, he got divorced. Uh, I, I think he had while a he, new it's, sweetie, it's the curse though. of the LSU coaching. It could be, yeah. I mean, now Brian Kelly just, you know, he's divorced now mm-hmm. or separated. Yeah. What's the deal? I don't know. I don't I know. I mean, it's not like he's new to coaching. It's not like he got to the university and went, wow, there's a lot of pretty girls here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we know Louisiana and LSU has the prettiest girls. Mm-hmm. But old Coach O was the um, his viral TikTok spotted. He's spotting <laughs> chatting a, a couple of ladies on the beach. They got no shirt on. They're in bikinis. He's in his uh, his uh, not his birthday suit, but his uh, just his his top showing. He's very tan. He's got to go to a tanning bed. Something, because he's very or, he, or he's hanging out on the beach a lot. He could be hanging out on the beach a lot. He's very fit. He runs a lot. Um, you know, and he's just chatting up the gals. And uh, and they seem to like him. He walks he, over to them. And, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> that would be really weird. They're just laying on a blanket, and they look like they're, what, 18? Yeah, exactly. Uh, he was on the Northwestern football team when my wife was trainer she was in nursing school at northwestern oh wow back in the yeah late 70s early 80s okay uh mr christmas whose name was christmas how awesome is that that's cool yeah uh was the like the the i don't know trainer what what whatever coordinator or whatever yeah Yeah. and she was one of the trainers and, and uh 
man, what a team. Bobby A. Bear, mm-hmm. Mark Duper, um, um, oh my, I just went blank. Kansas City Chiefs running back that that drowned trying to save the children. Um, Delaney, thank you. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. Joe Delaney. Uh, all on this team. Wow, no kidding. I didn't realize that. Yeah, man. And and Cocho, they Cocho. called him Bebe. Bebe in college. He was the first Bebe. He was. They called him Bebe. Back in college, and he and Bobby Abear were roommates. Oh, okay, okay. Boy, they have distinctive voices, don't they? <laughs> Bobby Abear is the most Cajun sounding guy, and Coach O. Oh Lord, yeah. Coach O, what the a character! Blind leading the blind. Said he'll never coach again. Well, why would he? Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, you, how much? How much did he get paid off and mm-hmm. bought out his contract? And a lot of moolah. Now he's hanging on the beach, chatting up young girls. <laughs> Uh, young ladies, don't yes. let me don't let me get any any rumors started. Oh. Royal Alexander Constitutional Attorney joining us just after the local news at the top of the hour. Talk- One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, friend of the program, constitutional attorney, Royal Alexander joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Mike. Well, the governor claims that this law that just got passed, uh, the oh, the uh, the House overrode the veto on uh, mutilation of children, but the governor's doubling down saying it's unconstitutional. You've looked into it. What what say you, sir? It, it's not, Mike. It's it, it's really not. What what the what a court will apply there's three levels of, of scrutiny, three levels of legal analysis and a, a health education or welfare legislative um, bill or or um, a piece of legislation like this receives the lowest level of scrutiny in other words it's called rational basis scrutiny and essentially if there's any basis upon which the legislature could have passed a law then a court is going to uphold it and by that i mean the analysis is like this if you say we're going to see whether the government had any rational basis and to to impose a law based upon which there's a legitimate interest. So let's look at this case here. If the state has a legitimate interest in protecting children from mutilation, from gender confusion, all of that, you could say arguably the state does have a legitimate interest in doing that. So let's then see, well, is this law rationally related to doing it? And you could say, well, if you look at the bill, now the law, there's several punitive things in it. In other words, um, doctors are held to a certain standard. They could lose their licenses or have them suspended. There are other measures taken in the bill. And you could say, well, it's rationally related to protecting those children. So my point is the governor apparently feels strongly it was a six-page veto description that he provided, which is unusual. That's that's I mean, I read it several times. It's it's very detailed. There are several things he points to. But a court is just going to say, is there any rational way that we can uphold this this law? But and but I a think, judge, but a federal judge in Arkansas struck down a very similar law. Are there differences? 
No, I mean, the, the, the scrutiny is the same, and, and judges can see this differently. But it traditionally, and that judge in Arkansas, the, the judge in Arkansas would know this too, it, it's since we're not looking at a cat, well, there's something called strict scrutiny, which almost always strikes a law down because that's based on either race, national origin, some immutable characteristic that has to do with us as humans, which is unchangeable and in this country since we've had a history of that, that uh, a categorization like that receives the strictest scrutiny. But that's not what we have here. Here, we, uh, arguably, this is what the argument I would make to a court. I would say, Your Honor, because this is a health education or welfare legislation, it is entitled to the lowest level of scrutiny, which is simply a rational basis for it, and therefore it gets to stand. In other words, Policy can be, we can disagree about policy. I would argue to a judge, this is merely policy. This is how the Louisiana legislature has decided to address this problem. And, and Aaron, even if the legislature says, well, uh, or, or a court may say, well, Louisiana barely has a problem like this. The truth is a legislature doesn't have to wait till something's a raging problem to address it. That's at least what I would argue. The governor says that um, the legislature is interfering, and I'm quoting, in critical health care decisions that only parents should make in consultation with their children and their children's physicians and psychologists. You think he's wrong? It's a matter it's a matter of policy. Uh, I mean, I don't know because I'm not a doctor. I don't and I don't know that condition, so I won't pretend to understand the health aspect of it but i can say that that's certainly his position but uh, in other words he's doing what he thinks is right as the governor just like every one of those legislators i'm sure did what they thought was right and aaron we're talking about policy in other words if people get mad at the legislators for having passed this in the next election they can vote for someone else that's that's how we usually address a policy difference. How does the but, challenge of this work? Does the does the governor now, or does the ACLU, or does some outside group come in and challenge the law? Does the governor I, I, tell his attorney general to go challenge it, the law? That's not going to happen. It, 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 right, this one. It's probably not going to happen with his attorney general, but any group w- w- that has a concrete interest, in other words, that to confer standing on it, someone, and that's, that standing is not a hard um threshold to me but yeah i'm sure some group like one of these health advocacy organizations that is working with kids with with these kinds of issues could come in and say we have a concrete issue in seeing that this law is not enforced we're going to immediately seek an injunction a federal court may grant it while all this gets sorted out but Yes, I'm, I'm sure it will be challenged. Talking with Royal Alexander, local attorney. When you say, Royal, these kinds of issues, are you talking about gender dysphoria? I, I am. Uh, in other words, it, but but this is just one of them. I mean, we, we've, we fought over the pro-life issue. We frequently fight over the, the, the Second Amendment issue. This is its policy. It's why we elect people. And, and typically what a court does, because courts don't want to get in to the business of making policy. That's fundamentally not the role of a judge or a court. Legislatures, governors, are supposed to make policy. And here, and the governor did have his wish. He vetoed it with a six-page written description, which makes a lot of good points. But the legislature also has the right, if they can get a supermajority, to come back and override the veto. It really is a, a classic example of 
really our representative democracy based upon a constitutional republic at work. Because now if the courts, if, if some group comes in, whether it's any a number of, of, of groups could come in, I could imagine, and say, we're going to enjoin this because let's say it's void for vagueness. We don't really know how physicians are going to be punished. Or we're going to say, you're, you're category, you know, creating a category of certain children. You're, you know, of these gender dysphoria children and as opposed to normal children. So you've created a category and the equal protection clause won't allow you to have, um, categories based on human beings. Uh, to that, I would argue, well, the category may end up being be the result, but that was not the intent. There's no, uh, it's not like a racial classification. It's not like all Japanese people were going to, you know, make a law uh, applying to them. That obviously would be struck down. Any race-based law would be struck down. Here, the, the difference between gender um, transform, uh, g- gender uh, dysphoria children and quote-unquote normal children, that does create a category, but the intent is not to create a category there. The intent is to address a health care issue or, the, you know, the, the, da- the damage to children from this mutilation or however you describe it. So I know that all sounds like a lot, but really a court should say, it's supposed to say under rational basis scrutiny, is there a legitimate interest here? I would say the health care of children is a legitimate interest in this argument. And is what the state legislature has done, is it rationally related to addressing that legitimate state mm-hmm. interest in? Mm-hmm. Royal Alexander, local attorney, can you hold with us through the break? Absolutely. All right, we'll be back after that with Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. On the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, the local attorney, Royal Alexander, joining us, uh, talking about uh, Governor Edwards now fighting the constitutionality of the gender dysphoria law, allowing minors to make the decision. Uh, Royally, if if your 12-year-old came to you and said, uh, I want to start smoking, would you allow that? Of course not. Right. Right. Because it's not in their best interest. It's not health-wise in their best interest. If they said, Dad, give me the keys to the car. I'm going to take off. I'm going to go down to the liquor store. Well, you wouldn't allow that. Why are we allowing these decisions that, from what I understand, are, are later regretted for the most part? And we're allowing mutilation. I don't understand how we're even fighting this 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 is even a discussion how long do you expect this discussion now to go on now that it's in the uh dis, dis, uh being disputed you, you know it's interesting and both of those things you just said mike are matters of policy not allowing people to smoke until a certain age not allowing people to drive without a driver's license until a certain age or drink and and or, or drink and, and this is just another example of a policy decision. And it, the governor makes clear, and I mean, one of his attorneys, he's got really sharp attorneys. They just, they go point by point through it. And one of the things the governor says is that, in our view, doctor, the reason this is ripe for a veto is, and the reason he vetoed it and then was overridden, he said, doctors in Louisiana are not doing unnecessary gender reassignment surgeries. That's his argument. And he, he says, Maybe there's 400 children impacted in the whole state. Maybe 57 
children in the whole state of Louisiana are in need of a, you know, the puberty blockers or the hormone replacements. But the point is, the legislature doesn't have to wait again till it's a raging problem to address it. Uh, this is, to me, rational basis scrutiny. Again, it's not a race classification. It's not a national origin classification, which would receive strict scrutiny. This is the lowest level of scrutiny. Well, but if, it's it, simply, if it's illegal in, in Texas and Arkansas and Mississippi, but not in Louisiana, no, maybe there aren't. Uh, there isn't a demand in Louisiana, but then you're going to have parents driving over from those other states going, well, we can do it in Louisiana now. That's the argument. I mean, we saw that very much with the abortion issue, although obviously abortion was had been found to be a federal constitutional right, which is after Roe was repealed. It's now reversed. But it's a similar thing. Geographically, people will move around. How long long do you think this legal fight will take? Arkansas was a two year deal. Uh, I could see it. That's two years is not an unreasonable amount of time in, in the court process. And 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 again, Aaron, this is the whole deal. The, the, ro- the role of judges is to interpret the law and not to, I mean, the U.S. Supreme Court has said many times, we're not going to second guess legislatures. If this may be stupid, what they've done may be stupid, but if it's not infringing some right, the legislatures in each state are allowed to do stupid things and then their voters may vote them out. That's typically how things like this get addressed. One but, more thing, uh, one more thing before we let you go. Um, sure. and, the, and the other side will argue this. My 16, my 17-year-old son comes to me and says, Mom, I want this done or I'm going to kill myself. Um, that's that's the argument that we are now – this will now contribute to more suicide among these kids. Um, how do you How do you argue that? I, I, would, I would say that this bill does not prohibit counseling. What this is addressing is – the actual gender reassignment surgeries, that counseling is always available, that medication is always available, that uh, the, the step should be there. But if other states aren't doing this, in other words, again, this is what the framers intended for the 50 states to be their own little incubators. Mm-hmm. California may very well allow that that 16 or 17-year-old person to come and have all this done. The the sad thing is what Mike referred to is that later in life sometimes there's great regret about the 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 mutilation the mutilization and changing of the body you can't go back mm-hmm. but but Aaron in New York I can see the state of New York I can see California I can see Oregon states allowing this very thing and people are free to travel there right. that's that's how each state's supposed to do its own policy Royal Alexander friend of the program local attorney thank you so much for uh, for your time this morning. Thank you, guys. Thanks. 101.7 FM. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. Are you a big Shark Week fan? You don't know the story, do you? I, well, I I guess oh. not. The, the weekend of Jaws coming out when we were children, I don't know what year it was. Um, we're 76, at the, was it? Was somewhere in there. We're at the beach. Yeah, 76. We're at the beach, and we see the movie. I don't know why we did this. I'm not sure. <laughs> and then stop laughing over there, Ruben. I got ammo over here. Uh, we we realize, and I'm, I'm a, just a youngster, and since that time, unless I'm on a floating device that's pretty stable, 
I won't go in the ocean. Well, that's up the worst to my place knees. you can be. <laughs> I know. <laughs> On a floating device. But in I the ocean. stay in the shallow. The knees is about as deep as I go, and I blame it on Jaws. Because look at me. I'm a buffet for a shark. I'm like a nice tasty treat. So I don't I don't want to become a tasty treat now, for see, a shark. Imagine the Boggy Creek did that oh, to me yes. about the woods. Yes. I wouldn't go in the woods for years because <laughs> that movie scared the the crap out of me. I know. Jaws did that for me and it still haunts me to this day. And, uh, you know, come on in the water. It's, it's safe. A, it's no. a beautiful 4th of July. Yeah. <laughs> come on in and get in the, the water. The beaches are safe. <laughs> no, I just see red fuzz in the water is all I see. So Shark Week, no, nah, no. Nah, but but a lot of people love Shark Week. There's all kind of stuff going on. Cyport's got some cool stuff happening. And, you know, it'll be all over the TV. So. I think Man. there's things in the ocean we still don't know about. And so to yeah. go down in the... I, I know. That, that scene where the leg floats to the bottom of the water. Oh. I want that leg. I want that rubber no, leg. I wonder where no. that's at. Ruben, stop it. <laughs> There's a scene in Justified when one of the characters had an ankle bracelet on and uh, Raylan walked around the corner and the and the foot and the bracelet was laying in the ground. Uh. Just, the, just the bracelet. And he goes, well, now, how did he do that? Because it was still active. Yeah. Uh. And then he walks around and there's a foot uh. in the dirt. Somebody chopped his foot off. No. I got that foot. You have uh. that foot? <laughs> that actual foot. I got wow. it. Wow. Yes. Wow. Dang. My, I got it for my son. We're huge Justified mm. fans. So he's got memorabilia. Yeah. So, anyway, there's a house on Southfield, by the way, that mm-hmm. decorates all the time. Back to school, they decorate for Easter, Halloween, yeah. Easter, oh, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, they're friends of mine, as a matter of fact. Are they decorating for Shark Week? You ought to see their Shark Week. Oh, I yeah, gotta go see Shark it. Week. Yeah. Gotta go see it. It's so oh, cool. Uh, Mayor Tom Arsenault spoke with us about uh, recycling, spoke with about crime and all kinds of good stuff. So we'll talk to him next. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us. Uh, Mayor, good morning. Happy Monday. Good morning. Thanks for taking yeah, time to talk Monday. with us. We know uh, over the weekend they had the, uh, the big unit out front, the crime unit uh, downtown. Uh, and were there uh, additional police officers downtown more than usual? I believe that there were. I haven't gotten a full report yet. But they are beefing up patrols downtown. That's one of the efforts you're trying to. The chief and you guys have decided. Hey, let's let's enforce the laws that are on the books. Let's show a presence. Well, I think it's important to show a presence. We're there are a couple things that we're doing. Uh, one, we're trying to encourage the. Uh, club owners and participants to uh, cooperate a little bit better than they have been um, and because it's in everybody's best interest to resolve some of the activities that are going on going on down there. Uh, the city attorney's office is working on revitalizing the noise ordinance so that it is more reasonable and easier to enforce so that that uh, there's just a lot of technical things that when we looked into it made it difficult made it difficult to enforce under the circumstances that we were finding so uh, we continue to look for ways to 
to look at how we might clean that situation up without adversely impacting uh, the operation of the clubs that are down there. Do you want clubs, as the mayor of the city, do you want clubs that are going to be able to have a an outdoor area where they can play music um, downtown? And But should that should the sound of that, how loud it is, be monitored and be acceptable to others around them? Well, I think all of them need to need to remember that there are other facilities that are nearby that that uh, I guess the best way to describe it is when my right to swing my hand ends at your nose. Right. <laughs> and, well, right. And there's uh, hotels downtown. There are residences downtown. That are yes, effective although, even at two know, in the morning. We haven't had. Um, I'm not aware of a lot of complaints by our residences, and I'm a little surprised that I haven't. But I haven't gotten a lot of complaints from uh, from residents. It's mostly uh, parking lot activity, uh, and and some of that does not have to do with the uh, with the nightclubs. So. Uh, it's much more complicated than, you know, it's his club or her club or their club or whatever it is. It is much more complicated, and we're trying to address the situation holistically. I know that places like uh, Austin, Austin has a good neighbor program, for example, where, you know, everybody is supposed to um, is supposed to respect the ability of their competitors to engage in their business. Um, and so there are a number of things that we're looking at. The city attorney's office should be pretty close to a revision of that noise ordinance that will help. One other thing, you guys are also uh, giving out free cameras um, to residents. This is just not a downtown thing. This is a citywide thing, Operation Safe Neighborhoods, and the, the application process, does it wrap up uh, today or tomorrow, correct? I believe it does, and I think it's 350 uh, ring doorbells, uh, and they have to they have to um, agree to be tied into the real time crime center. In other words, it's not just for your own personal protection; it's there so that we can examine it in the event that we're trying to find somebody. And the funding for that is um, coming from where? Uh, there's a hundred thousand dollars that was put aside. I can't remember where it came from. Okay. Are these designated specifically for uh, low income, high crime areas, or can anybody apply for one of the cameras? I believe anyone can apply for one of the cameras. Mayor, you have a public safety committee meeting tomorrow. The city council has called. Um, what are some things that you you and and or the chief will be presenting? that could be some new ideas that we should try to focus on uh, crime-fighting efforts and crime prevention? Well, the thing to remember is that, that mostly the police are in the back end of the crime issue. In other words, they are responders. Um, they're, they're not a whole lot they can do to prevent prevent crime other than the idea of being afraid of of, of uh, incarceration, and so uh, if if the cameras assist in identifying who the perpetrators are, then that's a good thing, and that might might cause a perpetrator to think twice. But the business that most law enforcement is in is once there's a crime, we focus on 
capturing the people who committed the crime. We're doing a very good job of that. We generally know who the people are, and we're making arrests pretty quick after these events occur. But the the what causes the event and the the distaste for each other and the the territorial rights and all of those things those come before uh, before the police and occasionally we do get intelligence because we're out in the community. Occasionally we do get intelligence that will let people let our people know that we need to beef up in a particular place and be on the lookout for somebody. And from time to time we do. Uh, prevent the loss of life. Talking with Mayor Tom Arsenault. Tom, I know in years past, in high traffic areas on the streets, sometimes, you know, departments would place a police car on the corner to deter speeding. And it would, you know, a lot of people would just see a police car and hit the brakes. Uh, could that same principle, what are recruiting efforts being done for the city of Shreveport? Because, I mean, the presence of an officer is going to, that is a, a, it's a level of force, the officer's presence, um, and it's going to, it's going to deter crime. How, how are recruiting efforts being ramped up to try to get our 140 officer shortage, uh, replenished? Uh, we have asked the chief to come to, he has, in fact, uh, shaken up his recruiting people and uh, put Chris Bordelon and some other folks in, involved who are passionate about the about the recruiting process. And we have asked them to come up with a substantial budget where they will be going out and finding people that, uh, without just a, a tank of gas away, uh, and being able to follow where young people will be. But part of the issue is there's an 18 to 21 year old gap. Our, our officers have to be 21. So you, you have to find the 18 to 21 year old groups and they're not in high schools. They're, they finished high school. So mm-hmm. it, but we know where they are and. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. We were talking about uh, off off mic during the break concerts that you've gone to. Has there have you gone to a concert that you were expecting one thing and just been so disappointed? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Hank Jr. Really? Holy cow! Yeah, it was not Hank's good night. It was it was not his good night. No, it was a devastating. I was he was. Um, he was a smidge inebriated. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> okay. And now how long ago was that? Oh, it's been a long, long time, long time okay. ago. Okay. Yeah. I was, uh, people started throwing things at him. I mean, it, yeah, it was not pleasant. Now, my most recent one was, and, and I'm not a huge fan of Bob Dylan to begin with, mm-hmm. but oh my gosh, legend. And I oh. like some of his songs. Yes. And, and we went to, the one at the municipal and, and look i'm not bashing the municipal or their no, shows no, no, at no. all i love the municipal aaron this is the worst concert i've ever been to oh, i'm thinking bad. oh it's a legend mm-hmm. they had no forward spotlights at all oh. they had a raised platform on the stage it you know six eight inches up off the floor mm-hmm. the lights came up from from that platform Oh goodness! So all you saw was silhouettes. 
it took us like seven, eight minutes to go, oh, 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 there's Dylan. There he is there. <laughs> you couldn't see who anybody was. Yeah. Of course, you couldn't understand a word right. of any of it. Right. It was mm. just the worst show I'd ever seen. Uh, years years prior to to that, he uh, he came to, uh, what was it then? I guess it was still Century Tell Center back then. Mm-hmm. I went with my parents. I was probably 13. And Bob Dylan just stunk up the joint for two hours. It was really it was he bad. never came out from behind the piano. He never spoke to the audience. He never Yeah. I mean just for, and, and we find I looked at Dean and I said, Well, we've seen him live. Are you mm-hmm. ready? And yeah. and the thing I'm is ready. I, I didn't find out till later that he's all he's always been bad live. Even in his younger days. He's always been a terrible live performer. <laughs> yeah, it's not his strong He's suit. a decent songwriter, now, terrible live performer. Mm-hmm. Years ago we went and saw Eddie Raven in concert. Yeah. We were huge Eddie Raven fans back mm-hmm. in the 80s. Right. Oh, he had his shirt unbuttoned, airing down to his belt buckle. He oh. had gold chains and he was literally doing the... Oh, hey, hey baby. Oh, gosh. It was like, oh, no. Oh, that's it's embarrassing. what we were expecting. <laughs> Cheese time. Yeah. Ugh. Don't like that at all. Oh, make it a wonderful Monday as we get underway. Not as hot this week. Micah McCarty, 101.7 FM, 7.